What does it take to make a magazine? To lead a team of 21 passionate and enthusiastic students through the crazy and exhilarating process of bringing their ideas out of the dark and into the light. For Margarita Vinogradov and Maya Fajukovic, this question gained far more meaning as they took their places as editor-in-chief and managing editor of Curb Magazine in 2021. From pitch sessions to staff bonding events to advertising and magazine design, the pair has played a role in guiding the team through the process of shaping out of the dark into the magazine that it is today, navigating the task of leadership with confidence and excitement. Today, Marge and Maya joined me, Tamia Folks, Curb Magazine's Multimedia Director, to share about the experience of crafting out of the dark and doing what it takes to make an impact with the stories we tell. Let's hear what they have to say. All right. Hello, Marge. Hello, Maya. Thank you both so much for chatting with me today. I am so incredibly grateful that you are both able to be a part of this conversation, as I know your schedules are incredibly busy. To start, I just wanted to get an opportunity to hear a little bit more about why you both applied to your positions in CURB. And given the fast-paced environment that we're in and the responsibility-heavy nature of each of your roles, I wanted to hear a little bit more about what the process of coming into this space has been like for you. And Marge, if you want to start, I just would love to hear a little bit about how you decided to apply to be editor-in-chief of this magazine, and also what has it been like to witness your peers creating this body of work together? Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always heard of Curb as just one of those classes in the J school you have to take. So it was always on my agenda, but obviously you have to apply to be a part of it. So I was like, you know, I, I hope I hope I'm accepted to be a part of it. And if I am, I'm going to um, shoot for the shoot for the moon if I'm, you know, in that position. So uh, once I was accepted back in the spring, I kind of decided, you know, I think I make a pretty good leader. I love the people that I've been surrounded by with in the J school so far. So this seems like a really good opportunity to use use all of that and all the leadership skills as well as the writing skills we've been taught to lead a group. And I was lucky enough to have been selected to be the editor in chief. And so far, it's been an incredible experience. I've, I'm like every day I'm, I come into class, I'm in awe at how talented and smart and excited everyone is. I think there's definitely certain classes that I've taken in the past, not in the journalism school, but just kind of those classes that people aren't really excited to be in. But this is definitely not one of them. And you can just tell by the way that people are putting their best foot forward all the time. And I'm doing my best to lead everyone through it. Absolutely. And Maya, I'll ask the same question to you. What really excited you about the position of managing editor and also gave you the confidence to apply to that position, given how much work you do to keep us all on schedule, to tell us our deadlines, to really make the team cohesive and, and bond with one another? I'd love to hear just what made you feel so excited about that position and, and how that process has been going for you in, in the past few months. Yeah, so I've always enjoyed um, leadership and organizational positions, and I just know that that's something I know about myself. And um, so when I saw there was like the editor or the managing editor position, I was like, this is something I could see um, like myself excelling in and myself like bringing the most to the team in because um, I just see so much value in there being like a cheerleader for the team and just someone who is like there to help organize and keep everything on the tracks because there needs to be someone to like, make sure that everyone knows what they're doing. And I just want to be the person that brings out the talent in other people and like showcase, I get to showcase their talent 
And um, because none of the credit is mine, I'm just making sure that everyone knows what their role is and knows what their knows what their deadlines are. So the magazine is on time and and ready to go. Yes, and you 100% do that. I must say, as someone who has been privileged enough to be a part of Curb Staff this year, that you can give yourself full credit for doing just that. And for all of our listeners who haven't gotten the incredible opportunity to be a part of our staff this year, I'll just paint a little picture for you. Maya usually stands up at the top of every class and always brings the most positive energy and message to our staff in tandem with reminding us of all the important deadlines that we need to meet to successfully produce our magazine. She'll sometimes send a funny text saying, okay, to make sure that you've seen this message, make sure you send a fun emoji. And whoever doesn't send this emoji during Halloween, for example, we were supposed to do the Monster Mash, a dance to the Monster Mash. And so, you know, those types of things that energize people and and lift them up and get them in good spirits to really produce content and to communicate stories effectively I think is so valuable so I just have to give you credit for doing that Um, and and Marge as well I wanted to ask both of you just because it's it's been such a, a great haul to pull this magazine together the investment of time that you both have made is so deeply valuable and recognizing how much work goes into to pulling everyone together and keeping everyone invested. My next question for the both of you is what was the scariest thing about taking on your position and what have you found to be the most challenging if not scary? Yes, definitely. I think that um I mean our instructor Stacy is so so organized which helps me a ton like I um, I'm a pretty organized person when it comes to school, especially in meeting deadlines, just the nature of the journalism industry. So I haven't really had anything kind of sneak up on me yet. And um, I'm like, I'm scared to say that and jinx myself like something's gonna happen tomorrow now. But um, no, I think that as of now, it's just kind of really been smooth sailing. And that's all really thanks to, again, Stacy and the team for being so on top of everything and, you know, everything being very clearly laid out and so far, no major challenges. I guess the biggest thing that we struggled with in the beginning, especially, was narrowing down the editorial philosophy, just because, you know, it's a big, big task to kind of not only pick a theme, but also really a purpose for everyone's pieces. And there's a lot of stories that, you know, can be really great stories, but don't necessarily fit into this edition in particular. And again, as a leader, I just have to know when to say no to certain pitches. But at the same time, I think there's just so much talent and incredible ideas from everyone that I struggled with saying no sometimes. So I was like, yeah, that sounds incredible. That's like, yeah, let's totally do that. But then I had to kind of take a step back and think about why this issue and why why would whoever's reading this magazine want to hear this story? Uh, I guess the hardest part was just... Um... That's a, t- that's a tough question. I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is when I was trying to plan something for the entire team, it's so difficult to find a time where everyone's available because everyone, um, I feel like coming back into in person, we all were like very optimistic about our time and <laughs> kind of loaded on our plates a little more than we can chew, but um, at least I did. And so trying to find a time where everyone could meet and like where everyone had a time to socialize and like be with each other that was kind of difficult but it was but we got it we got it and I was that worked out really well definitely and that sounds like a great learning experience for both of you in learning how to tackle those challenges 
Maya, I know you were involved too with the decision-making process for story selection and determining how we could effectively communicate our theme to our audience. And I personally think it's always hard, especially for me and perhaps for other people too, who I want to project my experience onto to feel challenged by making those critical decisions and leading in a way that makes everyone feel heard while still prioritizing your final goal. And as Marge mentioned, I know that it was hard for you both to go over these stories and make those tough decisions of what would show up in the magazine or how we order and position our messaging. Um, so I'm wondering what was most challenging or nerve wracking about that experience for you? Oh man, um, so many things. <laughs> I guess the most nerve wracking thing is giving each story the the platform it deserves because I've as I've been reading through them, they're all incredible. And I'm just like, I just want to shout all of these from the rooftops. Like they're just, they're, they all have such a cool like message to say. Um, and so I think one of the most challenging things is going to be picking what content has to go in the magazine and what content can't, we can't fit in the magazine, um, which is going to be heartbreaking because it's, we just have such a large pool of talent that it's going to be really, like you said, we're a little indecisive. And so sometimes we're just going to have to like, be like, I really, we have really good mentors though. So um, that's something that I appreciate is our professor and our mentor, Jenny. And so um, I think we have, we have, we're in good hands, but they do, a lot, they let us do a lot of the work ourselves. So um, I think that's going to be the most challenging is having to pick and choose. Absolutely. And of course, we kind of landed on the theme out of the dark. And so for you, as someone who's standing at the front of the room, fielding all of the ideas, what really stuck out about that one and, and made it, you know, the vision for this piece? I think that in the beginning, we kind of were set on this idea of maybe illuminate as kind of the core word and doing kind of the duality between darkness and light. But that was, I think, too broad. And we ended up just doing the dark because looking at all the story pitches, it seemed like those fit in a lot better with darkness. And, you know, I'm, I'm super excited for everyone to get to read it because there is such a good uh, combination of stories that fit into this, you know, editorial philosophy theme, really, that really just narrowing it down uh, from the story pitches was what made us go with just darkness as opposed to this kind of dark and light duality. Yeah, I thought Out of the Dark was, um, it was automatically um, a class favorite. We, whenever, when, um, I forget who pitched it, I, but I remember hearing that and it was the most different one because all of us were on the similar wavelength of like recovery, something new, but we were, but this one was something that struck out and just like Out of the Dark, we automatically thought visuals. It would be so interesting and intriguing to play with the visuals. And there's so many stories. There's just so much to say when it's darkness, but it's kind of taboo in our culture. And I think that's something magazines do really well is bring out um, topics that aren't necessarily the first ones to be talked about. It's kind of like Christmas for a journalist, you know, like you get to pick out your present, you get to pick out the theme and like the rest is what you make out of it. Yes, I love that you both shared that because it definitely was challenging for the whole class, I think, to establish that clear vision of what the magazine was going to look like. 
And Marge, I want to ask you as editor-in-chief, as someone who's kind of seen every element of this project being pulled together, what was the difference of having this experience as editor-in-chief compared to the other things that you've done previously in the J School or in internships? And what have you learned in the process of being in this student-led newsroom? I would say this experience just feels, it doesn't feel like a class to me. It just feels like, like a club or something that I do or like a job just on, you know, I get to come in twice a week um, and hang out with my, you know, coworkers, but also friends and write and talk and do all the things that I love to do. So it, this experience in particular just doesn't really feel obviously like, you know, we're getting graded at the end of the day and I'm going to walk away with, you know, some sort of academic merit to it, but it just, you know, it doesn't feel like class at all. It's really just, um, just feels like we decided to make a cool magazine and we're all doing it. And it's super fun. <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree with you. Every day, for sure, just feels like hanging out with an incredible group of friends and is always so fun. But I have to ask Maya, our queen of team building and, and pulling everybody together, what is it like and what kind of work does it take to instill that team and community feeling for a magazine staff like this? And how have you felt that it's been beneficial to us as we continue to build out our theme and create content and just collaborate together in a way that I think is really unique. Yeah, so something I very strongly believe in is a team needs to know each other um, in order to work well together. Like, just because you know what the other person is doing doesn't mean that you're going to collaborate together. And that's a big thing is um, getting to know each other outside of the magazine space is crucial for you to understand how everyone works and how people work together and how what people's approach to work is and just um, if you know just a little bit about their background or about them as a person. And I also... Um, I also think it's super important in a very um, class, like an intense class like CURB, I think it's super important to also recognize the humanity in each person because it's not, we're not robots. We're not just there to like get work done. We're also people and we're learning and we're learning together. And this is an experience that we have together. And I think it's beautiful that we get to form this community of people that go through something very intense together. And um, we produce a beautiful, beautiful, product and it's like a it's like a labor of love but we also because of because of the hardships that we encounter we grow closer with the people that we encounter them with that could not be more true i completely agree with you and in addition to going through those hard moments together we of course have been growing as friends outside of the classroom doing fun events throughout the year that have been planned by maya and i'm curious what are some of your favorite moments that have happened outside of the creation of the magazine that you can share with our readers and listeners just to you know give them more perspective as how we've grown together as a group yeah definitely i think that um well i want to give a special shout out to my uh managing editor maya for always uh looking to make some fun events for us and um i'm all about you know having fun just outside of the class as well so um, one that, that really stood out to me as a foodie and, you know, always looking to try new things was the little curb picnic that we did in the, I'm forgetting the name of the park now. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was a beautiful day. It's ended up sprinkling a little bit at the end, but that didn't stop us from all, you know, coming together, bringing, a some sort of potluck dish and overall just bonding with everyone talking about, not things that are, you know, curb related necessarily, obviously a little bit of that, but just hanging out with everyone, getting to know them as people, I think, especially after the 
past year we've had um, any sort of social interaction is super appreciated. And I think that, you know, team building also goes um, a long way for events like that. So I think that the picnic for sure was a highlight for me. And I'm super excited for the uh, bake sale that's coming up this upcoming Friday. Yeah, and what are you looking forward to most as we kind of, I mean, of course, we have four or five weeks left before we kind of get to the last moments of preparing and prepping this magazine, but what are you looking forward to seeing come together in, um, in terms of like what's to come for the next few weeks? For sure, yeah. I mean, I think I'm most excited. Um, the first thing that popped into my head was just like what the visuals would look like. I think I'm a very um, aesthetically um, oriented person. I really like you know, the photos and the design aspect of all of this. Um, and I know that we have a super talented design team. So I'm super excited to see how they put everything together um, on the actual pages. Um, and then again, like I, you know, I've read the drafts of these stories and they're still, um, you know, works in progress. But I, like I said, everyone in this class is so incredibly talented. I'm like, I would be lucky to work with you in the real professional world. Um, but yeah, just looking at the design of the magazine as well as what the final forms of the stories will be. For sure. And I can't ask you all much more beyond that because we still have so much work to do and the magazine is coming together. We're watching all these pieces come into play, but there's, there's still a lot to do. So until November, when we wrap up most of our content, I'm curious, is there anything that you all think I missed that you want to add or think it would be fun for people to know about this development process of the magazine, your experience, or working with this super incredible team of journalists that we have on our staff and our business team and our design team and everybody who is involved? I would just say it's just crazy to me that, you know, we're still all students and like the quality of work I've seen so far from everyone is just like super professional and super just really gratifying stuff and I encourage anyone in the journalism school even if you're not looking to necessarily go into the magazine industry you really can't take a better class than this and I can talk about it all day long so you can plug the journalism school to anyone with a willing ear to listen so um, but especially Herb it's just really an incredible experience and teaches you all the skills I think that I could possibly need for uh, after graduation. Yeah, I just encourage everyone to, um, when you read this magazine, to just sit down, like have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, like make it an experience um, because I feel like a lot of us are in such a hurry all the time that we can't, like we feel guilty about sitting down and like enjoying something. Like, so I think to anyone who's listening to this or who's going to be, thinking about picking up our magazine, pick it up and make it an experience because this is going to be something like you've never experienced before and just enjoy it and enjoy taking in all this content that we've enjoyed producing for you. So. All right. Thank you so much to Marge and Maya for joining me today for this Curb conversation and sharing a little bit about how our magazine Curb Out of the Dark came to be. To check out Curve content, pick up a copy from the UW School of Journalism and Mass Communication or read digitally at curbonline.com. I'm Tamia. Thanks for listening. <laughs>